a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey guys and gals, welcome in. This is the RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, dual sport bikes, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for all of us to get stuff for our, what do we call it? It's a habit. It is a habit, off-road habit, street habit, two-wheel habit, four-wheel habit, whatever it is, go to Rocky Mountain. Fly Racing, flyracing.com is one of the presenting sponsors here and is one of the best gear companies out there. They've been around a long time. They make quality stuff. If you haven't checked them out lately, go check them out, flyracing.com. And, of course, Light Hydrogen Special Edition Gear is coming out at the Monster Energy Cup race this weekend, Saturday night. You guys will see it. It's badass. It looks good. Go order yourself some over at Rocky Mountain. Monday, you can get it. You can be just like all of the factory guys. Blake Baggett. Ooh, it's going to look good on that orange bike. Can't wait. I already got me a set, and I love it. Go check them out, flyracing.com. And of course, Racetech, Racetech.com, go get your oil changed, go get a revalve, go get your engine work done. It's basically a one-stop shop for your dirt bike. Even if you got a vintage bike, head over to Racetech.com, see what they offer. Chances are they have everything you need over there. Chris, Rob, and the guys are quality human beings, and they will take care of you. Trust me. Tell them Kiefer sent you. They'll talk to you about whatever you need to know and get you pointed in the right direction to get you back on the track or trail. So... Go check them out, Racetech, Racetech.com. Thanks for joining me once again. We are midweek. I got a bunch of stuff to do latter, latter part of the week. I'm going to the AIM show. I'm going to Monster Energy Cup and, of course, the Pulp MX show that is live from the space in Las Vegas. So hope to see you guys there. We can talk about dirt bikes after dark or whatever the hell it is that you guys want to talk about. My whole family's coming, so it should be fun. Heather, Aiden, and I will be there, so look forward to seeing you guys there. And, of course, if you guys are the Monster Energy Cup, stop in, say hi if you see me. We'd love to bullshit and talk to you. But in this podcast, guys, 2019 YZ250F, basically living with it, right? So what do we call that? Living with the 2019 YZ250F. All new for 2019. You can go to KieferInkTesting.com and go see the first impression or go read it. You can listen to the podcast. We have a bunch of stuff up about that bike already, but we have some time on it now. So I want to get with you on what has been going on with it, what we've done, and just basically anything that you guys kind of want to know about and basically have been hitting me up about on email. Once again, you guys can hit me up at Chris at KieferInkTesting.com if you have any questions 
about this blue machine or any other color machine for that matter. So, so I kind of wanted just to start out by saying one of the best 250Fs, I've ridden, I've ridden almost all of them, okay? Um, I know we haven't got to the Suzuki and the Honda, but, but I may or may not have ridden one of those bikes already. So I kind of have an idea where this bike lies in this whole 250F shootout that will be coming up in December. We will not be doing shootouts until December because Honda's a little late to the game. Suzuki won't be here until almost Thanksgiving. So we are just going to take our time with that and get with you guys on the shootout in December. But this YZ250F is improved. It is all new. Of course, electric start, new engine, new frame. Everything about this is almost brand new. Let me rip down some things. So they focused more on mid to upper end power for the YZ250F. Higher compression pistons. Um, of course, now it has a smartphone Yamaha power tuner app, just like the 450. You know, as usual, mass centralization is even bigger or even more so on the 2019 YZ250F. The transmission and clutch is all new. You know, new radiators, heat management improvement comes from the new radiators. The frame is still twin spar aluminum, but has been redesigned. And of course, updated KYB suspension and new Excel rims that are lighter and have increased rigidity. So a lot of things are different on this on this bike. For those of you guys that have been riding this machine, you guys already know what I'm about to talk about. It's very, very good. Of course, the YZ450 has been very good as well this year. But what is even cooler that I feel, that I like, and I wish the YZ450F had, is the handlebar map switch that doesn't exist on the YZ450. Don't know why, so hopefully next year that 2020 YZ450 will have that handlebar mounted map switch, which is very cool. So you have two on-the-fly maps that you can choose from, with the the YZ250F, I have created a couple different maps that I like that will be up on keyforinktesting.com uh, later in the week. But you also can email me if you guys want to. I will send you the map, at least a screenshot of it, so you guys know what to input into your data fields. Uh, I spent a good amount, maybe two to three days on mapping. So... I would want a little bit more bottom end. For, the, for those of you guys looking for more bottom end and just trying to keep that mid-range but actually getting more top end, I have a pretty good map that I feel works well. So again, that'll be up on my website later this week or hit me up on my email and I'll try to get it out to you as well. We just have about a little over 20, 21 hours on this bike. It's been very reliable. No secrets there, guys, okay? Yamaha knows what is up when it comes to durability. I would say Honda was the number one durability machine back, I don't know, 10 years ago. But I would say Yamaha has surpassed that ride red attitude durability in 2000, in late 2000, 2016, 17, 18, 19. Very predictable, reliable machines. Basically, all we have done to it, and I say we because Michael Allen has the YZ250F. He has been riding it. I have been riding it. We've been switching back and forth. The YZ250F is durable. All we've been doing is changing the oil 
and oil filter and air filter. It has ran flawless. I haven't had a battery issue. There, there has been no mapping issues. Nothing has come about in order for us to get surprised by this machine. It's rely. It just starts up. It's reliable. It's just so easy. And we're going on what twenty-one hours, and we're still on the same clutch. So. It's just a solid machine that I do not have to worry about. Again, you guys know that I drag the clutch. That's how I modulate my power. Still, the 21-hour mark, the clutch is fairly good. Michael hasn't complained about it. I got back on it not too long ago, and the clutch is still good. So Yamaha has been the, at the forefront, I feel, in durability for the consumer. And if for those of you guys listening to this, you guys are worried, like, I get a lot of emails saying, hey, Kiefer, I haven't decided on which bike I should buy. It's either this bike or this bike. And a lot of times, it is the Yamaha that's in that equation. It's very tough for me to shy away from the Yamaha YZ250F just for the simple fact that I don't have to do dick to it. There's nothing that I have to do to try to keep this sucker on the track to go ride my dirt bike. Go blast some tunes in your garage, grab a couple quarts of oil, and and enjoy yourself out in the garage and change the oil and, and change the oil filter and air filter, and you're, you're ready to go for, for the next day's ride. So it's just pretty basic. There are a couple things that I do not like about this bike that we will get into, but for the most part, they've done a really good job of improving a bike that was already good, but now with the new found mid-range and top end, the bike has improved a lot. If I was going to say in this shootout, which again, I will not be a part of the 250F shootout, I will give you my personal opinion, but in this crystal ball that I'm looking at right now, I would say it's between a KTM 250SXF and this Yamaha YZ250F. And of course, we we also should put the Husqvarna FC250 in there as well because it's very similar. So those three bikes I feel are going to be at the forefront of a lot of shootouts. So if we're not the first one to do our shootout, and if you see other shootouts, I bet you one of those three bikes will win this 2019 um, shootouts. You'll see a lot of that happening this year. So just getting to the engine and things that I've done or have seen. Basically, like I said, I haven't done anything to it. The engine is stock. I kind of have to keep this sucker stock before shootouts, but... After shootouts, we are going to do a little bit of a project on this machine machine to try to get a little bit extra horsepower out of this. So, of course, you guys know that I'm a fan of ignitions and how easy and seamless that is to bolt on and then get some extra horsepower and keep almost all of your reliability. So we either put a get or a vortex ignition on this thing after shootouts. But right now, the Yamaha Power Tuner is so easy to use and it gives you a wide range of parameters to get different types of horsepower out on the track. I, like I said, I've messed, messed with this Yamaha Power Tuner app for a few days. I came with some maps, and it dramatically changed the character of the engine. So I felt like, yes, the YZ250F has good amount of torque bottom end. I like that. Probably most out of all the 250Fs out there. But I want a little bit more. I'm 170 pounds. I'm almost six foot. I'm trying to get my lazy ass to run third gear more in corners. How do I do that, Kiefer? Well, I figured out a map that kind of helps you run third gear more. 
I keep the stock gearing. I do not go up a tooth. I like the stock gearing on this bike, even at tighter tracks. So, like I said, the map will be up on my website or hit me up, email me, I'll send it to you. And that kind of helped roll on out of corners, get you some more torque and some more meat. Kept that stock nice mid-range pulling power once you're out of the corner and actually stretched out the top end a little bit. So I found out a map that I really liked, that I, that's what I went towards, and that's what I found. And I keep that sucker for my map two choice. My map one choice usually is a stock map, which is pretty damn good. I do have two other optional maps that I've tried just to keep that stock bottom in power, but try to broaden the mid-range and top, which I do have. And there also is another map that I have that is a little bit softer off the bottom, but also climbs better and gives you more RPM response mid to top end. So the cool thing about this Yamaha Power Tuner app, it's easy to use. You can screw with it all day long, figure out an engine carrot that you like, and really dial it in for each track you go to. That's bitching. That's customizing your machine, how you like to ride. Your buddy next to you might have the same bike, but he could have a total different map inside of his machine, and that bike's totally different. So Yamaha does give you enough room to change the character of the engine, but doesn't give you enough rope to hang yourself where you're going to blow up your machine. I have a real aggressive um, map for my YZ450F that's advanced and rich, and it runs really good when I'm at sea level and I want some pulling power, some more throttle response when that dirt is deep. I have a really good map. And... I'm almost at sevens in a lot of um, throttle positionings and a lot of throttle openings. I, I'm at almost all the way max in a lot of areas. So you guys can screw with that. Don't be afraid. Download that Yamaha Power Tuner app. Make sure your CCU is in the bike. I've had some people hit me up on my email saying, Kiefer, my CCU is not on my bike. Well, that's your dealer's fault. The dealer should give you that. I do not know why Yamaha doesn't automatically just put that thing on. The dealer should already do that for you, but some dealers haven't been putting them in. So make sure before you leave the dealership that that CCU is connected and ready to go. And make sure the, the dealership tells you about the Yamaha Power Tuner app. They should tell you about it. They should know how to work it. If it's a good dealership, they should give you a tutorial themselves on how to use that son of a bitch. So... Just make sure that sucker's on there. Again, not much engine stuff for me. I can't really tell you engine you know, hop-ups and things. Leave that sucker stock for a little while. Ride it because it's good. I will have some aftermarket pistons, cams, and, of course, ignition uh, modifications coming up at the beginning of January. Okay, So if you're looking for some hard parts, internal things, I will have that for you. We're going to test some stuff. And we'll get you some uh, feedback from all that. Now, as far as mufflers, it's hard to beat the stock muffler system, of course. It is loud. It has a little bit of a raspy sound. I'm not too fond of it. But it does produce very good power. Keep that. I was at the track the other day. And a guy cruised by me. And uh, that thing was super loud. It's obnoxiously loud. And so um, I don't know if the packing was blown out in that thing. But... I asked him how much time he has on it, and he had about 28 hours of time on his YZ250F, and it sounded raspy. So, 
Yeah, you may want to repack that sucker after every 20 to 25 hours. We, Like I said, we have over 20 hours on ours, and it still sounds nice. I have tried a Yoshimira FMF and, of course, a Dr. D pipe. The Dr. D is a slip-on. I do like that because it keeps the bottom end intact. That is their stock. Bronze and mid-range a little bit more and a little bit more top end. FMF softens the bottom end just a little bit, but really comes on strong in the mid to top. So if you like your power through the mid to top end range, FMF has a really good pipe. Yoshimira, it's kind of in between the two. I would say the Yosh has a little bit more RPM response down low, not as much mid-range, but as good as the FMF on top. So just depends really where you want your power. These three mufflers are, to me, the best that I've tried, and I've tried a Pro Circuit as well. I haven't tried a Bills. I need to try some more Bills stuff because I feel like some other stuff's really good. Uh, just it's hard to get a hold of those guys to get some some marketing testing stuff from them. So if uh, if you're listening out there and you're from Bills, call me, email me. I'd love to try some of your stuff. But Pro Circuit, man, I really want to like some of their stuff. Okay. Some of the stuff from Pro Circuit I have tried and it has been good. Some of the stuff from Pro Circuit that I've tried have been has been really bad. So again, I don't believe in dyno charts. It's better here, here. Look at the sheet. I don't give a shit about the sheet. Give that thing to me. Let me ride with it and let me tell you if it's good or not. Okay. I do not know if Pro Circuit uses test riders on the track to really feel their stuff or that there's dyno it. And sell it. I don't know. But some of the stuff proves to me that it hasn't been on the track. Or if they have tested it on the track, their test riders are horrible. Because the the pipe itself has been bad. I have tested a YZ450F pipe recently that's been really good. So hopefully they can come out with that and, and really improve their game in the Yamaha world. But as of right now, I uh, haven't tried too much Pro Circuit stuff for the Yamaha that's been better than stock. So Yoshimira, FMF, Dr. D, I know these guys put time on the track. They put uh, effort into testing. So these are the pipes that I noticed that were better on the YZ250F. Um, as far as engine stuff, that's about it for me, guys. Like I don't have any more um, hop-ups and tips. I know all of you guys always want more power, but again, hold tight. Let me get through shootouts and I'll get you some cams and some piston recommendations on where to go. But with the higher compression that Yamaha is using for 2019, honestly, I wouldn't go that much higher because then you're going to be stuck with using race gas. Now, moving on to the race gas situation. What should I run? Do not run U4.4. It's dirty fuel. I like VP stuff, but do not use that. It's dirty fuel. It makes your bike run like shit. It Especially after about, I don't know, if you're riding more than 30, 40 minutes, it just gets dirty. And it really gums up your injectors. It's, just, it's dirty fuel. Try to stick with T4. Kiefer, what about the T4E blend? What, wherever, whatever happened to all that shit? So VP stopped selling T4E. That blend is now the new T4 blend. They dropped the T4E because everyone was freaking out because the E thought, everyone thought it was ethanol. It wasn't. But they decided, hey, let's just get rid of that. It's bad marketing. So the new T4 should be really good because I've tried the T4E, and that is what's T4 now. Hopefully you guys understand that. 
So that's good fuel. If you're going to use a fuel, I'd recommend that. That's just a good pump replacement fuel. You don't have to change your maps. If you have a map in there or two maps in there, you don't have to change those. Just run this fuel. It does help RPM response and bottom end. Um, I've been testing ETS fuel. ETS is very good. It's even better than some of the VP stuff I've tried, but it requires mapping changes. It makes your bike uh, run richer, so you do have to do some mapping. I'm going to get you guys some stock Yamaha Power Tuner maps for race fuel very soon. I'm working on that right now. So if you want to run a VP uh, Pro 6 or um, um, an ETS uh, K2 MX18 fuel, you will have that map. That way you can run it. You don't have to use an aftermarket ignition. So I'll get some of those maps soon. Moving on to the suspension, guys. Okay, I'm 170 pounds. I found a good setting that helps hold up a little bit. Um, the stock stuff is very good. It just moves a lot. And when the track gets rough, you know, I think Glen Helen, when I'm going down hills, I feel like it just goes too far in the stroke and the fork. And acceleration... The shock is a little bit stiff. That's my personal feeling, okay? Go to 104 millimeters of sag. Stick with a 4 millimeter height on your fork. Plus 2 on the compression on the fork. And guys, what I'm saying, plus 2. 2 stiffer than stock. Don't email me what stock is. It's in your owner's manual. All of that's there in your owner's manual, Okay? Stock clicker settings are in your owner's manual. Manual. I repeat, stock clicker settings are in your owner's manual. Plus two on the fork compression. That's stiffer two. Plus one on rebound. Stiffer rebound, which means slower. Okay? So, easy to, easy to think about, guys. Now, as far as the shock, okay? The shock, like I said, is a little stiff on acceleration out of corners. So here's what I did on the shock. Plus two to three on low speed compression. So once again, plus two to three means stiffer two to three. I know what you're thinking. Kiefer, you said it's stiff. Just calm down, relax. Plus two to three on the compression. So stiffer on low speed compression. Now on the high speed compression, go one quarter well, do this. Do one-eighth to one-quarter softer. Turn softer. Okay? Again, high speed. One-eighth to one-quarter softer. Rebound. Go plus two. Stiffer. Slower on the rebound. That is a good base setting for all the tracks that I've been to. And what are where have I been to? Glen Helen. Milestone. Paula. Des tracks, Sunrise, Comp Edge. So a lot of different tracks. That's a good base setting. Anywhere between 170 to Michael weighs 185, 190. So there's a good bit of difference in that right there. If you're lighter than 170, obviously that's going to be a little bit different. Your sag should be same. Fork height should be same. You might want to go a little bit softer. So if I say plus 2... You may want to go minus two. Go back the other way, okay? If you're lighter, if you're 150 pounds or so. I know some of these guys that I've seen at the track, like, hey, man, it's stiff. Break your stuff in first, guys. Give your give your suspension five to six hours to break in. It's going to feel firm for a bit, okay? 
So don't freak out the first two times you ride it. And it's, it's deflecty a little bit and, and stiff feeling. But set your sag. That's the first thing you should do. I still meet guys at the track. I go, hey, what's your sag at? Oh, I don't know. Bro, set your shit up before you bail. Go get in the garage. Get your gear on. Act like you're going to go riding. Get the wife out there. Hey, I got some wine for you. Ha ha, joking. Set my sag. Boom. Done. You're ready to go riding. Or, no problem. You know? You're at the track. You got a neighbor. You got a dude. Hey, man. Next door, neighbor. Hey, we're track buddies. Can you tell me set my sag? No problem. Doesn't matter what you use. You got a tape measure. You got a sag scale, whatever. I use sag scales. I've used tape measures. Um... You got one of those digital scales. Just make sure you use the same thing all the time. And then once your your suspension is broken in, come back to your sag and see where it's at again. It doesn't mean it's going to be the same. You set it once, it's good for the rest of your life. No. Spring set, suspension sack out a little bit, your sag will change. So come back to it every couple weeks. Just check it. It doesn't take that long. So that suspension setting is a good base setting. Hey, what's up? Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However, there is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Skosh. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your Droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close, like my house. I don't have that many outlets. They just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. Just... I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom Buoy. It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So they just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. So founded in 1980, Skosh Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, Award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic. You guys need to check them out, skosh.com. Committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value, and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Skosh develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. Skosh finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. 50 countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Skosh is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool. They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, SCOKT25. That's SCOKT25. Use that code when you go to skosh.com. Get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. 
If you want to hit me up, Chris at KeeferInkTesting.com. I'll let you know more. But very cool guys over there. Thanks, Skosh. Skosh.com. You looking for some good oil out there? I know you are because I get a lot of questions to my email inbox about oil. Heck, I'm at the track. People stop me and ask about oil. On the Pulp MX show, lots of callers. What oil should I run? So I'm going to let you on a little secret. I've been testing an oil that's called Moto Blood. Bloodlubricants.com. Go check them out over there at bloodlubricants.com. Go view everything they have. There's all different kinds of oils. You got an ATV, you got a street bike, you got a UTV, or you got a YZ450F in your garage. Blood Lubricants has an oil for you. Okay? Jefferson Green, he's been in the oil industry for a long time, since 1983. But he's been a motorcycle enthusiast for longer than that. So he wanted to create an oil that was good, that lasted a long time and didn't break down, and even cooled your engine's down a little bit more than you're used to because, heck, I'm going to tell you something straight up. was testing this stuff a couple months, did a lot of temperature readings. Engine temps were always anywhere from 25 to 30 degrees cooler with the Moto Blood 1040. And you want to even know something that's crazier? It's 100% fully synthetic oil. You guys know me. Synthetic wasn't my choice when it comes to some bikes, right? I ran it in the Yamaha and I ran it in the Honda. wasn't too stoked on synthetic oils. Well, went and tried this. No slippage, no drag, 100% synthetic. It 100% works. So hey, go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Mention Kiefer in your order, please order, and get 25% off. It's that easy. And if you guys have any questions about this oil, hit me up over at chris at kieferinktesting.com. I can discuss more what it does for you, what it does for your bike. But hey, it's in my test bikes right now. I've had zero failures. It's really reliable oil. It's very good. 100% synthetic. Go check them out. Bloodlubricants.com. One of my first sponsors ever was FMF Racing. I wrote resumes. That's right. Handwriting for you young bucks out there. Handwritten resumes and mailed them out, licked the stamps, sent them off their way onto every company that had an address in these magazines that I looked at when I was younger. I was a 125 novice, 14 years old, sent my resume off, and I literally camped out by the mailbox every night hoping to get something back that says, we've accepted your sponsorship, now you're a writer. And you know what? One day, guess what showed up? A letter from FMF Racing. And you know what it said inside of it? Congratulations, Chris. You just got 60% off. Can you imagine that? 125 novice, 60% off? Dude, I thought I made it. I thought I was in. I couldn't wait to tell my dad that he was going to save money and we're going to buy like 87 silencers and pipes now because we saved him so much money. <laughs> Nonetheless, those guys were on board with me a long time ago when I was very young and now they're back on board with this podcast. I think it's very cool and thank you, Little D. And you guys know, I don't want any advertiser on here unless I back their products and I back FMF Racing and the quality that it comes with. For 45 years, they've approached everything they do at FMF as riders first. That's why it means the world to them to be on top of every major reader survey. Okay, They want to make exhaust systems that you want. They want to make exhaust systems they want. So it makes sense. It's 
they're stoked when they hear guys say, hey man, I love your product. Trust me. I've been around Little D long enough. He loves that stuff. There's nothing more joyful in a guy's business to know that their products work. Same thing goes for my podcast, guys. So founder Don Emler is hands-on today as he was in the beginning. He's out there grinding, welding. Quality is his first concern. He builds everything from the ground up in the USA where he can oversee and control manufacturing. At FMF, they approach everything with the same mentality. Whether you're playing on the trails or backing the fastest names in racing, they set out to be number one. Thanks to all of you, fellow riders, we're leading the pack. They are leading the pack because of you guys out there buying the product. So as you guys know, you guys go back into my podcast. I talk about FMF, great products. Head over to fmfracing.com. Get yourself set up. Go look and see what they offer because they offer a lot. If you have any questions, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I'll answer them for you. Thanks, FMF. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right. They are on board with the keyforinktesting.com, Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 6dhelmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job it's advanced ODS technology. It's race proven. I'm telling you guys. And it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 60 Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 60 Helmets. Hit me up. Tell me how you like yours, and if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 60. Have you been to ruddedracing.com yet? If the answer is no, go there right now. Ruddedracing.com. They have shirts, hats, hoodies, cute stuff for your chick, for your lady, for your wife. Man, it's cute. I put Heather in some of this stuff before bedtime, and, well, that's all I'm going to say about that. But nonetheless... Go check them out, ruddedracing.com. They have a bunch of cool stuff. And not only do they have cool street wear, but Clint is designing some gear. That's right. If you're a taller dude, 6'2", maybe over, he's going to have the set of gear that you want to be in. Longer arms, a little longer length. Materials are going to be awesome. I saw some of this gear, and, man, it's going to kind of change the game for you taller dudes out there. So... It's not out yet, so pump the brakes. But before we get all hyped up on this stuff, go to ruddedracing.com, buy some stuff. They support us. They support the Bear, Tyler Bowers, and Henry Miller. So, hey, go check them out, won't you? Ruddedracing.com. Screen printing done.com. I hate it when they put sirens in commercials. They've done studies, you know, 60% of the time, it works every time. We make kick-ass t-shirts. Made with bits of real panther. We get it done. So you know it's good.
ScreenPrintingGun.com ScreenPrintingGun.com Chassis. Good bump absorption on this Yamaha, guys. I really like this bump absorption. I know we've tested engine mounts on Hondas and things, and they do sell them. Um, I've tried engine mounts on the Yamaha. It wasn't that big of a drastic change for me like it was on the Honda. I would go back to a stock mount, engine mounts, I should say, stock engine mounts on the YZ250F. Don't uh, get sold on everything right away. If you see some shiny new titanium stuff, chill down. Relax. Not everything is better than stock. Yes, sometimes stock doesn't look as good, but that doesn't mean things that are shiny and new and colorful are better. If I had to put a percentage on it, guys, I would say 65% of stuff that's shiny, bitchin' looking is doesn't work as good as stock stuff. Sometimes we do find that unicorn. And I'll give you an example. Um, those engine mounts that I tested on the Honda were really good. It actually really worked. They weren't all shiny and tie and purple and bitchin' looking, but they made a mount that was better than stock. How come the stock ones aren't as good as aftermarket ones? Well, you only could work so much with engine mounts, okay? And then you got to stick with something throughout the whole time of testing. So that's why when I get hit up with questions, well, you know, these guys make engine mounts. Why couldn't it come like that stock? Well, you're working with one engine mount for several months because you have to have a baseline. You got to start somewhere, right? And you got some, so much other shit to test around the chassis that you can't keep changing parts because you got to get that sucker out the door to sell the bike. So, Sometimes aftermarket companies have more time to dial in certain parts of the bike. That's how all that works. So, um, I'm not a fan of the seat. I know Yamaha changed it, and I'm sorry, Travis, Ulrich, Butler, you guys over there. Dude, I my bone on my butt still hurts. I've been feeling my bone near my tailbone lately, and it's been tender. And I'm thinking to myself, why the fuck is my ass my tailbone tender is something going on back there do i have like a zit or or what the hell is going on back there well it comes to find out i'm riding the edges of this seat right and it's still not firm enough for my bony ass okay and if you guys got a big ass it doesn't bother you as much but when i'm pushing into a corner i'm accelerating or i'm slamming into ruts i still hit the side of the the fuel tank and the seat base the size of the middle part of the seat is firm. It's fine. But when you're on the edges, it's not firm. And I ride and I hit the fuel tank and it feels like crap. And I still, I'm feeling my, my tailbone right now and it's tender. So for those of you guys that notice that, and if you don't, that's fine. But if you do notice that, guts racing, firm foam, or guts racing, has firm foam and a bitchin' seat cover that they add foam to the sides of the seat cover. So when you're on the edges, you have extra cushion. It's bitchin'. I put it up on my Instagram. Go to Kiefer Inc. Testing. You can see it. You can order it. Andy has that. And that is what I have on my 450, and it's so much better. But that 250, man, and both are the same seat, 
but man, I really needed some extra padding on the side because it's really thin in that area. There is a pocket. Um, I'm six foot tall. There is a pocket in the seat that's kind of a dip. It makes you kind of feel inside of the bike. You guys may not like that. I've heard taller guys complain about the Yamaha recently because um, it feels cramped from the rider triangle. Rider triangle. Bars, seat, foot pegs. A lot of guys are moving their... their there's some foot peg company, which I don't have right now. I shit. I should have got that for you guys, but I don't. Um, but there is a foot peg company out there that moves, that you are able to move down and back to give you some extra room. Five millimeters, I think it is. But for me, I'm six foot. I don't feel cramped at all. Maybe for super tall guys, six three and up. Travis is six three. He's never really complained about it to me. Um, so. Uh, I guess it just depends how you ride and your preference. But for sure, guys, that foam is still not firm enough on the sides. You need to work on that, okay? Because the bony-ass dudes out there are struggling. I am on Struggle Street right now, okay? My my bone is bruised. So go hit up Andy at Guts. He has really good covers with some extra foam. And, of course, he has firm foam itself. But that seat cover is really bitching because it's... Uh, non-slip seat cover in the middle and then the extra foam on the sides when you wrap it around you have that to kind of grip and actually what's cool about that foam as well is uh, or sorry what's cool about that seat cover as well is when i grip i have a little bit more gripping um surface when i'm pinching with my legs so i do like that as well handlebars stock band i love that stock band if you guys want a bar that flexes a little bit more of course pro taper evo bar does flex out of all the bars that I've tried, Pro Taper Evo has the most flex for me. Um, and besides an actual Fast Company flex bar, those flex more. But just for dampening um, purposes and flex, the Pro Taper Evo is really good. No, they do not pay me. Um, yes, I know Paul, but I just like that bar. I like a fat bar as well, but it's stiff. So for those of you guys asking me as well, yes, if you have a Renthal twin wall bar, you can remove the crossbar. And for some reason, I've talked to this on other podcasts, the twin wall bar with the crossbar removed flexes more than the fat bar itself. So if you like a twin wall bend, rip that crossbar off, take it off and act like it's a fat bar. No, it will not break on you. It's good, and it flexes a little bit more than a fat bar. So if you're a tw if you're a Renthal guy, that's my recommendation. If you don't give a shit and you just want a bar that flexes more, go to a Pro Taper Evo SX Race Bend because the SX Race Bend is the stock Yamaha bend. If you don't like that bend, go to a, a Wyndham RM Mid Bend. That's a little bit taller. That that's also a good bend. Also, YZ High Bend is another good bend. So looking at those three bends, that's a pro taper stuff. So um, I'm getting emails about backfire screens. Kiefer, will it help to remove my backfire screen in my air boot? Yes, it will help a little bit with RPM response, but the risk reward is not worth it. You take your air filter out without that, that backfire screen in there. Hello, dirt getting in the air boot. Hello, it's in my motor. Hello, durability gone. So do not do that. It's not worth it. The juice isn't worth the squeeze. Okay? I leave my backfire screen in 24-7. I like a twin air power flow kit. Man, it's bitching. 
It removes the backfire screen, but you have to be so careful when you remove your air filter when it's dirty, especially where I live in the desert, man. Little particles can get down in that air brute so quick. So if you guys are adamant about removing that backfire screen, Twin Air has a bitchin' kit. It's an aluminum cage. It removes the backfire screen, and they run a different filter for more surface area. But if you guys are going to remove the filter, be very, very careful, okay? Because little tiny dirt particles can drop in that air boot so much easier because now you're going through a downward draft, and it's just so much easier to drop shit down in there versus a KTM or something where you're on the side and it really doesn't go into the throttle body because you're working with it on the side. So just be very careful. But for me, I'm running stock, backfire screen. I don't need to get all that extra horsepower. I mean, the thing's so fast anyway, you can adjust that with your power tuner. So that, that would be my recommendation. Just a little update on sprockets and chains. I've gone through all kinds of sprockets and chains, right? I go through that stuff. The stuff that I've been running that I found that's pretty good if you're an aluminum type um, sprocket guy is a Sunstar. I know we don't hear much about Sunstar anymore, but I use Sunstar hard anodized sprockets, and they last a long time. Sunstar got a good chain. I use Sunstar chains. Um, I'm a big fan of DID chains as well. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Renthal chains. Uh, I do like Renthal sprockets, but they don't last as long. Um, I know they have a twin ring, which is pretty good, but I'm a standard aluminum sprocket guy, and the Sunstar has been treating me really good, so... Hard Anno Sunstar sprockets are good. Their chains are good. Or a DID, I'm sorry, a DID gold chain is, is good as well. Those are just my tips that I've been using, that Michael and I have been using on this YZ250F. Michael runs handguards as well. If you want to learn about how to put handguards on, email michael at keyforinktesting.com. I do not know how to do that shit. I am more of a moto guy than an off-road guy. So um, if you're looking to off-road up, your YZ250F. Hit up Michael at keyforinktesting.com. He can help and guide you. Um, he's a good dude, very helpful, knowledgeable when it comes to off-road stuff. But man, this bike has been fun. It's one of the better 250Fs out there. Strong engine package, chassis, bump absorption's good, and of course, best stock suspension out there. That's it. Um, only other bike that comes close to stock suspension as good as this will be the Honda CRF250R that you will see soon. The 2019 Honda suspension is very good as well, but I would say still the Yamaha has the edge with the KYB SSS fork, and that shock is really good. Um, any more updates and mods that we'll be doing will be after shootout, so stay tuned for that. But man, this bike is fun to ride. It is fast. It sounds mean when you put a pipe on it. It's really cool to ride. I see a lot of them at the track. Kudos to the Yamaha guys over there, but get that damn foam better. That's still too thin. We need to work on that seat transition a little bit. Maybe make that seat a little bit flatter. Get rid of some of that dip. And why do we got to go to a two-piece seat? Can we make that thing one piece yet? You know, somehow. Um, I'm almost willing to take off two bolts to, to change my fuel to get rid of that two-piece thing. I know some of you guys won't like that comment, but it's not a big deal to take the seat off to fuel up your, your gas. I know off-road guys won't like that, but moto guys, I don't know. It's not really into the two-piece thing. I can feel that two-piece seat when I'm up on the tank a little bit. It kind of moves around, but I know I'm very picky and I'm anal about that kind of stuff. So I'm sure you guys don't uh, feel that as much. Um, plastic, 
I'm a big, I get a lot of emails about plastic. I'm a big believer in OEM plastic. It is expensive. I know a Cherby's, if you guys do like um, aftermarket plastic, a Cherby's plastic is really good. They really pay attention to OEM colors and OEM fitment. I don't know how many times I put a front fender on and it looked like the front fender had a boner. I wasn't into it. A Cherby's do not do that stuff. A Cherby's plastic is good. So uh, aftermarket plastic is, uh, I would go a Cherby's way. I do like the guys at Psycro and they had that, uh, the PowerFlow uh, shroud kit for the older YZs. That was a really good kit. Um, but as far as just looks of the of the plastic when you put it on, a Cherby's is, is pretty damn good with that stuff. If not, I'm an OEM guy. I know some of that stuff's expensive, but I would rather have a front and rear fender that's OEM all day long. Um, tires, you guys can find MX3S's, use them up. I still a big believer in MX3S. Yes, the longevity of the tire is not as good as a 33, but I still like the predictability of a 3S, especially the front tire. I went to Rocky Mountain and bought four MX3S tires. Yes, that's how much I like that front tire. Kiefer, what about a Starcross? Yes, I do like a Starcross front, but a MX3S edges that out for me for side bite still. I still like that. So you guys can find Dunlop MX3S tires. Buy them up because I don't know how much longer we'll have them around. Rocky Mountain still has some. I bought some. I know uh, they're still on some on hand after I bought four of them. So uh, be on the lookout for that. So that's it, guys. Thank you for joining me. Hope to see you guys in Vegas this weekend. If not... You guys are listening to this after Vegas. Hope to see you at the track. Thank you for joining me. And please support the advertisers that are on the show. I believe in them. As always, I say this every freaking time. If you have any questions about my advertisers, hit me up. I'm happy to help. Guide you in the right direction. Hopefully get you a discount code. Save yourself some money because God knows we're not rich people. If you're listening to this, you're not rich. Because if you were rich, you wouldn't give a shit. You wouldn't listen to this and you'd be like, I'll just buy whatever the hell I want. So I didn't grow up rich. I know what it's like to earn a dollar and to also spend one. So um, I'm happy to help. That's why we're here. So hope to see you guys at the track or somewhere near a dirt bike scene soon. See ya.